Hello ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Devotionals with Ronnie Strader and I am your host, Ronnie Strader. And today's topic is about breaking our chains. Breaking our chains from what If you have your Bible or an app on your devices that has the Bible on it, that's great. But the best, the best app I have ever found is the Bible itself. Let me give you a little time to uh, get your Bibles out and follow along with me. But you know. Like I said, what are the chains that keep you in prison in sin? My chains were my addictions. Whether it be alcohol, drugs, or just plain rebellion against God. You know, I think of Peter in Acts chapter 12 when he's thrown in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. King Herod, here's the backdrop. King Herod was about to bring bring Peter out so he could well, kill Peter. But prior to this, Herod had James, the brother of John, killed by a sword. And because he saw that this pleased the Jewish crowd, just as much as it pleased them to crucify Jesus, you know, they were after Jesus. Ever since he came into the picture. Well, that wasn't just after they crucified Jesus. They wanted to uh, they wanted to stomp out Jesus followers and everything and everyone who ever followed Jesus. They wanted to snuff it out. And were there one of those who was after everyone became one of the greatest apostles of all time, which is Paul. Which he helps write. He helps writes the book of Acts along with Peter and several others. We're going to start in verse 4 of Acts chapter 12. So when he had arrested him, 
He put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intending to bring him before the people of the Passover. Now, just like Jesus, they're trying to do all this before the Passover. They're trying to do all these things again in the dark. So they so they can hide what they do in the dark. But we all know everything you do in the dark comes to the light. So he had Peter in prison, King Herod did. And he had several he had four squads watching over him. And that It's kind of it's kind of like they don't want you know whenever Jesus came up missing from the tomb after his crucifixion that was a big mistake for someone back then was to lose a prisoner or if a soldier was to lose a prisoner or was to someone was to escape well your life was on the line as well so let's read on verse 5 Peter was therefore kept in prison but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church and when Herod was about to bring him out that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping keeping the prison. Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him. Did not know what he, what was done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision, that he was dreaming. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down on one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of my enemy. Oh, from the hand of Herod and from the expectation of the Jewish people. This concludes today's scripture. So, what are your chains that are keeping you imprisoned and sinned? Is it alcohol, drugs, both? Anything, anything can be an addiction. Addiction in caffeine, sex, drugs, alcohol, 
watching TV, video games, anything can be an addiction. Anything that separates you from Jesus Christ. We all struggle with something. Most not all the time. But people who suffer from addictions suffer from fear of letting go of those addictions. Why do I say this? For I have and am an addict. That's right. I'm an addict. And for I have seen and heard these words of disencouragement and accusations and dismissal. We use words like, who do you think you are? Have you forgotten all the mistakes you've made? Or in our heads, we ask ourselves, it's not going to work. You're just going to fail again. We keep telling ourselves these excuses. We keep telling ourselves these these things in our own head, discouraging our own selves. We have to break these habits. We have to break these excuses. We have to break these chains. Now, for Peter, it was different because, well, in a way, he wasn't, he wasn't addicted to anything, but he was addicted to one thing, and that is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's the best addiction I, I have picked up since. I have dropped my bad addictions. Now I'm very addicted to telling others about Jesus Christ. We also hear these words about nobody loves you, you're all alone. If you have been receiving any of these words of discouragement or accusations and dismissal, Note this down. Write this down and know that you are not alone. That there are people like me who have recovered from their addiction. They have broken it. And it wasn't on our own strengths. It was because for me, for me it was Jesus Christ. I placed my faith and hope and trust in. Now for somebody else it could be something totally different that has helped them along the way but for me it was Jesus Christ but I've been on the receiving of these words of disencouragement like who you are who do you think you are or have you not forgotten that what you've done well that's the old me and that's the old you That when you accepted Jesus Christ, the more you allow God to be in your life, the more you'll see God in your life. The more you allow Jesus Christ to be your guide, to be your anchor, to be your salvation, to be your everything, the more you put you, you more you put in God's hands, the more you'll see. God's hand in your life. You see, 
Every time we think that we're not good enough, or every time we think that we are uh, scum, or every time we start to believe that we can't do things, but we just remember this one thing. We have a God who loves us. His name is Jesus Christ. And you see, this power, this is the power of wrong believing, was whenever we do these things. Is when we is when we disencourage ourselves. See, wrong believing puts us in chains. We allow ourselves to become more become inmates, as you would say. With wrong living, wrong believing creates wrong cho- choices, wrong habits, and wrong living. Wrong living all comes down to wrong believing. When we are neck deep in sin, we cause ourselves to self-doubt and destructive behavior. We convince ourselves to never dream of a better place or a better living, better believing, that we have no choice but to live in the despair of addictions and defeat. If this describes you as well as it describes me, then it's time to rise up and break our chains. How? How, you ask? How can we start believing in the right living? By believing in Jesus Christ. By by believing in Jesus Christ. Leads to the right believing. Right thinking. Right actions. Right decisions. Right everything. You see. You're still not sure. What I'm talking about. Let me break it down for you. Jesus Christ, plus believing Him, plus trusting in Him, plus obeying Him, equals eternal life. Romans chapter 10, 8 through 9 says, For the word is near. You, what does, it's, excuse me, for the word is near. For you, what does it say? Is this. It's your mouth and your heart. The word of faith. Proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth. Jesus is the Lord. Believe in your heart. That he was raised from the dead. And you will be saved. By doing this. All sins will be forgiven. Immediately. You will be saved from your chains. It's your responsibility to keep those chains off of you. After he's forgiven you of your sins, after he has freed you from your sins, why would you go back to the thing that imprisoned you in the first place? That makes no sense at all. None. 
Am I saying that your life would be perfect? No, I'm not. I'm not saying your life would be perfect. What I'm saying is that you'll be able to manage your life a whole lot better. It's up to you. It's your choice. And that's why God gives us free will. That's why God gives us the choice to choose Him or not. No one believes that God does not want you to live in a prison by fears, guilt, and addictions. Open your heart to believe His plan for you is to live. Through the cross, Jesus had paid for you and I the abundant life, a life marked by His liberty, power, and blessing. And through His grace and grace alone, we were saved, that we were forgiven of our iniquities, our sins. It's time to let go of the life that defeats you, that keeps you in prison. You may think that that drug cares about you or that alcohol cares about you or that it's going to help you or it's going to ease the pain or whatever you may be going through. Whatever you're using, whatever you're doing to fill the hole in your heart. You should fill that hole in your heart with Jesus Christ for His love and grace and kindness and mercy. It's time to let go of that life and step into the life full of victory. For I have five Bible verses that will help you with your chains of fear, guilt, and addictions. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Therefore do not submit to a yoke of slavery. For we should stand firm in our beliefs and not fall in the traps of sin. Number two. 1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be watchful, and your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So why allow yourself to be proud upon by the devil? James chapter 9 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Meaning, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan, for you are not my God. For you shall only worship your God and your God alone. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, 
And there is salvation in the one for there is no other name under the heavens given among by which we we must be saved. For it is Jesus who saves us. For it is Jesus. For he is the way to heaven. He's not a way to heaven. For he is the way to heaven. And last but not least. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Draw your strength from Jesus. When it's the next time you feel that you're tempted, or the next time that you feel that you need to take a drink, or that you need to take a pill, or have some type of uh, drug, and you're feeling weak, remember this. Call on the name of the Lord and he will be there in your time of need. But to do so, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. Excuse me, you have to believe in Jesus Christ first. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But this is your choice. Your choice and your choice alone. Only you can make this choice. No one can make you. No one can twist your hand. No one's going to make you do anything. Because God wants you to choose for yourself. Unlike Satan, he wants you to do and do his beatings and twist your arm, lie to you, until you break. But God wants to lift you up and love you. And give you a life of hope. Not with not with fear, but with strength. Be courageous and strong. Stand up in what you believe in. Resist the temptations of the devil. Re- resist. Call upon the name of Jesus Christ and the devil will flee from you. You see, I told you earlier that your life would not be perfect, but you can manage your life. Jesus Christ each day the more you're in the word the more you're in prayer the more you stay in step with God for it's been nine years since I smoked a cigarette it's been Six years since I've had a drop of alcohol. And it's been a year, almost two years now, since I've had done any hardcore drugs. So if I can change, you can change. If, man, I'm telling you. 
I was out there, brothers and sisters. I was twisted. I rebelled against God. For 15 years, I rebelled against God. You know, I tried to do everything and anything that I could to get high or drunk. Or whatever may f make me feel better. Excuse me. But in my closing, I like to close, close in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, just come to you at this time that thank you for everything that you do. Lord, if there's anyone who listens to this, that they're just suffering in their addictions or if they're suffering in any way. They just call upon you, Lord. That they just give everything to you. <coughs> Lord, forgive us of our many sins. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Thank you. May God bring you peace, love, and God's grace.